June 2023. A much younger guy who's supposed to be Drew is talking to a much younger guy who's supposed to be Miles. And they're talking about what they're going to spend the summer doing. That's right. We're to the point in the series where we're getting flashbacks. We're talking about F9, Fast 9, Fast and the Furious 9? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your new favorite show, The More You Nerd, the only podcast dedicated to expanding your nerd horizons by watching every film in one of the most popular film franchises of one of all time that somehow we are the only two people that haven't seen <laughs> any of them. My name is Drew, but I cannot do this alone. I need uh, uh, some jet boosters to my thruster control no no we you would be a hobbs wouldn't you miles how are you buddy i am doing great because we are yeah we're covering uh <laughs> the time you bungled was f9 the fast saga uh also known as uh nine fast nine furious nine fast for <laughs> you, you got cut off a little bit, but I think uh, I think Discord did not like what you were doing there. Uh, but this yeah, is a little not. too fast for Han. Um, hashtag was. justice for Han. Let's talk about this, Miles, because, uh, you know, we've watched a lot of these movies and we yeah. have tried to stay as spoiler free as possible about these films. And then I have rented the movie because it's not available streaming anywhere. And the place that I rented the movie from does a full screen version of the poster that includes a particular character who I would have been much happier to have been surprised by his presence. Yeah, because I mean, the, the poster that you saw, I believe it is the theatrical poster. So people who fast fans who saw the poster going in knew Han was coming back and they may have announced it. Um, you know, we're bringing Han back because fan, fans had been asking about it. They've been worried about Han since, you know, three, but I, I I'm with you like I and honestly had you not like said something I would have forgotten about it and I'm sorry I did. I, I did I did spoil it I, mean, I knew I, I knew I think I knew that he returned to the series I think someone mentioned it at some point like years ago when I was talking to friends about it but um luckily uh when I was watching the Krista who ha did not look at the poster <laughs> so she was very shocked because we were past the point where she had seen the series she'd only seen up to, to seven um so yes i i think that they do their fans a disservice by spilling i mean also i mean it's in the same kind of format of most modern movie posters are absolute garbage and free of any artistic integrity um and yeah. th this poster is no different um i i really like i feel like horror is like the one of the few genres that is like trying to get like decent posters anymore well, and um, in, in a movie like this, I do wonder if there is some sort of contractual obligation that certain people have to be on the poster because they are in the film. Like, yeah. And if I and if I'm Sung Kang, I mean, you know, knowing how internationally beloved this franchise is, he's probably like, yeah, um, I want to be on the poster. I want people to see my face. And because, I mean, he had continued to work after his stuff in the Fast franchise. He was in that um, that science fiction project that the uh, Stephen and Rob Amell had done. It was kind of like an X-Men type thing. Um, sort of a short film. It was called Code 8. Um, I, I do remember something yeah, about that. Yeah, you probably remember it being talked about. He's he's in that. Um, Weird. And he I mean, he had certainly worked, but nothing nothing major nothing fast you know uh, and after this you know he he does do some you know stuff with disney i know he does um a, vo a couple voices in um ray and the last dragon and he's the fifth brother in uh obi-wan the star wars uh yes. Obi -Wan series uh which was I, I i love that like disney's like yeah we'll we'll, we'll take on um we'll take care of we'll take care of our bud um 
but yeah, yeah, I'm 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 completely with you because the entire time, if you know Han is going to be in this movie, then for about the first 45 minutes to an hour, you're waiting to see Han. Because, yeah. I mean, I think it's no secret who the best character in the franchise is. <laughs> I'm just glad he's back and he has that same. That same meandering swagger eating something out of a little yeah, bag. Yeah, it's his first time walking into the group, most of whom don't know he's alive. He's still snacking and saying, like, you know, what's been going on or something like that. Like, <laughs> it was, it's a great, great entrance. Although, our first look at him is him being the uh, best sniper bro, saving uh, Letty and Mia. That's right, because Mia gets a lot to do in this movie. Well, let's 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 back it on up to the start yeah. of the film, because I, I don't want to go through every single moment of well, this film because. So I will say this, though, um, when we're talking about the plot, uh, you're almost doing a disservice to yourself trying to talk about the plot because and I, I have a great time with this movie. And thankfully, uh, Chris Morgan did not write this uh, script, but it doesn't matter because the plotting is insane. It doesn't matter. And it is essentially a two and a half hour long cartoon. Yeah. And I mean that with love, but it is 100 percent a cartoon. With cartoon logic. Uh, especially with some of the stunts uh, towards the end of the film. There's one in particular that I I wrote down like that physics is just gone. Uh, and oh, I'm no, not, I mean, and, but, we, but, and, we, but we finally get your space scene. And wildly, I'm not talking about the space scene when I talk about the physics being completely gone. Oh, are you talking about the magnets, how they work? <laughs> no, I'm talking <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. So it's important to note that this film opens with a flashback to 1989. We are. 11 years before the start of the first film and we are seeing the which this timeline makes no sense to me at all no uh also with well, the also the other part of the timeline that makes no sense is that uh young uh young jacob uh versus old jacob um <laughs> it's like oh young dog no, like, and young jacob look- are like this height difference and then regular Dom and regular Jacob are like that height difference. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No. We find out that Dom and Mia have a secret brother. Um, and I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you. I knew ahead of time that John Cena was cast in this film. It's one of the few things that I knew. And I also I knew mean, that he was cast as Dom's brother. In and the, they, they say this as much in the trailers. I do remember seeing the trailers before a movie and like, it's your brother, Dom. And I, uh, I, knowing that prior to watching the film, I was not a fan. It seems cheesy. It seems retconny. It's all that like, oh, of course they've got a secret brother. They've they've never once shared a single moment of thought about the entire time. Um, well, not only that, but it's it's also very much you know at this point there had been a very public falling out between Vin Diesel and the rock and so what do they do oh we're just gonna get another major wrestling star who's been getting into acting and and, you know (laughs) you say that but the problem that i have with this movie is that the villain is never on screen you cannot see him he's just never there i mean also the villain doesn't matter because the villain doesn't really exist it's just miles miles Miles. making a john cena joke bro Oh, sorry. That, that was good. Oh, sorry. Of not, all not the people shark. that should have gotten that I joke, know. you let if me you had down. Done this, because since we're on video, if you had done this, I would have picked up on I that. I said that you was, can't see him because this. I know. I just, anyway. I just, I just, I just, right over my head. That's, but, but that's the, on me. The, the other side of things is I I love John Cena. I am not a wrestling fan. I have never seen John Cena in the ring. I've never seen him do anything other than a clip or two. But I have seen him in so many other projects that he has done mm-hmm. since then. And John Cena is great. I think mm-hmm. he is the second best of the wrestlers turned actors. Uh, but I also think that of wrestlers turned actors doing comedy, which this is not a comedy, but he's got some moments. Uh, he is the best. Um, and and having him in that role, he 
he sells it in a way that I was not expecting. And I was into it. I mean, he's a, he's a good actor and he's he's certainly trying. And again, he's trying with some really bad material. Um, but yes, this time I'm I would I would have less of a headache uh, making sense of the Power Rangers TV timeline of 30 seasons than I do the fast timeline because well, well let's say so so if, so if it's 1989 and dom is old enough to be helping on the pit crew you you, you figure he's at least 18 or 19 years old that means he well, is almost got, 30 when he meets he, brian he's got to be at least 18 because they never mention that they never mention anything about him being tried as an adult they that's all, true they just, you're right he's always, yeah, so he's, he's got to be 18 he's got to be at least which 18. means when he meets Brian like 11 years later, he's almost 30, which makes no sense because that whole thing is like, oh, yeah, they're young adults. Like they're maybe like mid 20s tops. Well, and, and keep in mind, this is also the same series that has Han in 2003 Tokyo and then flashing back to like the years between the two things. And not to mention that uh, when we get to Old man Dom has got a farm. E-I-E-I-O. I was that was almost the intro, by the way, and I decided it wasn't gonna play well enough. Um, little Brian, little Brian's son is like four now. Yes, yeah, so this takes place years after Fast Eight. Which is absolutely wild. But I mean, this this was this was released several years after Fast Eight because you had Hobbs and Shaw in between. Like was it this can, 20? It, was, this, was it was it Fast Eight? 2019 though no fast eight was 2017 was it it that far back yeah and fast nine was 2021 so if if fast eight and fast nine have real time in between them i can buy that does brian's son being not brian's son brian because they name him brian little b little b little b uh not the rapper little b but uh i can i can buy him being that age that's fine um, because Hobbs and Shaw is 2019. This is 2021. It's the first post-COVID fast movie. Granted, this um, re- this release was pushed back because of COVID and like it was mm-hmm. filmed in 2019. And the release yeah, because was pushed I think I think Vin Diesel refused to put it on streaming. I think he he it, I think he was one of the forerunners like, no, this is going to be in theaters. Right. So but which that just confuses Lil B's age even more um, yeah so yeah at this point in time the beginning of the movie uh dom and letty are living the quiet life on a farm with uh their son brian when they have some unannounced visitors and their first their first inclination <laughs> is to dub their son in a box and take out guns <laughs> Knowing they have like 10 people who might come and see them for a good reason. <laughs> well, and again, and and when Roman and Tej and uh, 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 Ramsey get out of the car, like we would have called, but you kind of have to have a phone for that. It's like, you know, like the entire time, like, I mean, the, the chemistry between uh, Roman and Tej has been there since Too Fast. And I love that they are kind of like just this. This buddy cop duo shoved in this fast franchise. Like they always have to do something together. They're always giving each other crap. I I love those two together, and those two uh, actors have so much chemistry. Like Ludacris and uh, Tyrese have so much chemistry together. Yeah, they do. They really and, do. And this this movie makes the right call by sending them to space. <laughs> sending them to space. Uh, so basically, uh, to get to the to get to the 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 thing. They've got a message from Mr. Nobody, Kurt Russell, who elevates everything he's in. Um, Absolutely. Who, who was in a plane that had uh, captured Cypher, you know, uh, 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 the the big bad of the last movie uh, played by. Um, uh, why can I not? <sighs> Charlie's Theron. Thank you. No one. Um, <laughs> just let me. Miles just like looking at me like. Mm, get to figure it out anyway um <laughs> uh charlie Theron, who has um I, I credit to the bowl that gave her that haircut man um yeah that, 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 that look I, I i also 
think that Guy Gardner can be fun, but <laughs> they didn't need to do that this early. <laughs> uh, anyway, like, they- 100% looking like she's Guy Gardner. <laughs> uh, so, so nobody's plane goes down. Uh, Cypher is taken by whoever took them down, as well as because uh, it seems like they were looking for something. Yes, it's not a chip this time. It's a whole system that will take Do the over. same thing that almost everything has done before. Yeah, like it'll control all it'll, these systems. automatically hack everything, that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I mean, at least with Hobbs and Shaw, we have like, OK, we have a, we have a virus that might get out. Like I can I, I'm with you. Um, even a chip. I mean, God's it, eye was fine, too. But like this, I felt like they, they they just wanted something that sounded powerful so they could get the crew going. Well, and it needed to be a device that had two halves that needed to be locked with a key. And it's I mean, it's basically the, the, a, the key does. It also <laughs> doesn't play any part of this movie at all. Like I mean, she gets kidnapped, but like it does a little bit, but only to reintroduce a character. But anyway, like it's basically half of a D100 and they're searching for the other half of the D100 and the key to make the D100 work, because that's what this thing looks like. It looks like a green and black D100. Yes, it does. <laughs> that's like. Softball size, um, but wouldn't you know it, the person who has been responsible for taking down nobody's plane and kidnapping, uh, well, not kidnapping, capturing Cypher is Jacob Toretto, played by John Cena. Um, and uh, and yeah, uh, this is uh, sort of the movie kicks off, and there's a lot of stuff that goes on in this film. Um, they go they go through a bunch of stuff. They have a bunch of action set pieces. The the different crews break up into different groups to go and find certain things, like uh. Letty and Mia, because Mia gets involved because her long lost brother is part of this. And, you know, it makes sense that she would be a part and of this. As Letty, well. Yeah, Letty basically lets her know. And uh, and I'm honestly, I'm, which, glad which, to, I'm glad Mia has something to do. I also uh, yeah, and I think you've mentioned this before we started recording. She probably has the most to do in this movie than almost any other. Uh, like, she does a lot a, of stunt driving in some previous movies, but she's like getting in fights and stuff like that. And she's yeah she's hacking into systems and she's doing stuff we haven't Which, really seen Mia do before why, but like why, why can everyone on this team hack now <laughs> it's, it's, tw- lessons. it's 2021 miles why can't everyone in this team hack <laughs> that's fair <laughs> except for roman because i don't think that uh that he cares um oh they, they, they make it clear that he is not a numbers guy because he thinks they're invincible <laughs> that's a fun that's a funny subplot but uh but of course, so so Mia and and uh, and Letty go to Tokyo to try to track down this link that Han had left Dom on the day that he died. And that link is apparently that Han is still alive and has been in hiding because he was working for Mr. Nobody all along. And also hashtag justice for Han, because it turns out that Shaw didn't kill Han. So we got that. Uh I also love when you see Han looking over the scene and say, man, really impressive. And (laughs) Kurt Russell's like, yeah, that's kind of one of my more sloppy works. Like (laughs) Kurt Russell, I I would watch an entire movie about Mr. Nobody. Like Kurt Russell just doing things is always a plus for me. I'm so happy he's in that Godzilla TV show. Um, Yeah, that's going to be dope, by the way. I'm I'm excited for that. So, yeah, we, we get the reveal that Han's alive. And has been teaming up with Mission Nobody for stuff. And so it's so funny. When I was watching this movie, uh, you know, we were having the conversation. Oh, how's Han still alive? And I'm like, I, I bet they don't even explain it. I bet they say he's been, he's been with Nobody the entire time. And that's it. And yeah, that's it. Yeah, but but because Nobody sent Han to capture this device years ago. Also, has Han been in Tokyo the entire time? So we don't know that specifically. So we know that after uh, Giselle died, RIP, until she comes back in like Fast 10, 3 or whatever. I don't think she will. (laughs) Well, honestly, this is one of the situations where I think we all know why Han is back. 
because there's another character that cannot return. And I think that's one of those things where, you know, I don't know if they would have done that if Brian was in this movie, is what I'm saying. I think they would have. I would. I think they, I, mean, I, I think, I think they might have done a different story with a villain, but I, I, I think I think Han, Han has been such an integral part to the fan base and these movies. I mean, and he was still in five, six and seven. The only one he wasn't actually not in was, I mean. Uh, eight, so. Four, five, six and seven. Um, so I feel like that there, there was a huge movement. I, I mean, even though in, I was not in already, the franchise, when they already dead in seven. Remember, it all takes place before he dies. You're right. I'm getting my I'm this because watching too many of these movies and I'm getting the storylines of them confused. Oh, no, he he he's dead in. Wait, he he dies after six. He dies. He in does, the you're, right, you're right. You're right. You're right. He dies after six, although he still has like, like some scenes that they film with him. I think I don't I don't remember. I don't remember. Time has no meaning. Yeah, it's been a few weeks now. I don't don't remember. Anyway, we find out that prior to all of the stuff that they've been doing, and prior, like Giselle dies, uh, that we see in Fast Five, right? Six. Six, with the plane. Yes. Because he goes to Tokyo because he goes to Tokyo because they said that they were going to do that. He gets involved with Mister Nobody at this point, and Mister Nobody wants him to steal this thing, and. As he goes in to do that, uh, it's it's this Project Ares that that uh, that nobody that that the whole crew has been after this whole time. Uh, and he ends up rescuing the daughter of the creators of Project Ares who were who were killed at this point uh, and saves her life uh, because he happens to be there when the car bomb goes off that kills them. And she had gone back inside to get her coat. And so he has spent the last few decades centuries don't really know how long time has gone at this point uh keeping her in hiding and staying dead so that no one goes looking for him or her um but yeah miles i have to say this about han and the thing i love about character development in these films between film one and film nine dominic toretto has turned from a street racer thief into a superhero who throws people into chasms and knocks down 15 guys at once with his brute force. Right. And Tej has turned into a dude hosting bikini car wash parties and jet ski races into a super hacker who can crack into the top clearance military computer systems. And Roman is Roman. And Han still cannot fight he gets his butt kicked in every fight he is in and i love film, it so much both in the flashback and in the present day he gets his butt whooped every time and it's, it's why i became a sniper <laughs> it's so charming that he did not somehow in these intervening years become like a master ninja dude he's still on and i love I, it i love that i also love that when we're at Tokyo, we actually get to see Sean and Twinkie and company again, who are went from being like Drift King nope, to. Nope, they're not in Tokyo. Are they not in Tokyo? No, they are in uh, they are in Europe because that is who Tej and Roman go to see because they have worked their way. Right. Into... I, so I, that's why I was like, why are they both in Japan? OK, I didn't realize. OK, no, they're in. Uh, oh, where are they in, in that part of the movie? Um it's not Tbilisi. That's later. It's not Edinburgh. I forget. I forget where they are. But anyway, oh, they're in Germany. They go to Germany. Yeah, they go to Germany. Germany. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Filming on like the episode seven resistance base. <laughs> well, what's what's so funny is like they he went from like being the the drift king to like they're kind of like guys who are about to lose their grant money or something like yeah, making like, like rocket powered cars for so it, some reason it's it's sean and uh well they, they don't call him they call him twinkie at one point and uh they and, do and he's like oh i don't go by that name anymore and then <laughs> Tej is like <laughs> but you went by that name 
ever? No, no, no. He says ding dong and snowball. And he, <laughs> the guy goes, I don't go by that anymore. He's like, wait, you went, you went by that before? <laughs> yeah, it's very, very That funny. exchange was great. Um, my, it was nice seeing Bow Wow again. My favorite part of that exchange, uh, of, other than obviously seeing those three guys, having having a key part of the movie making this rocket powered Pontiac Fiero, which is just great. Um, is that th- these three guys don't know who Roman and Tej are. And, and they're like, they, they, they roll up and they do this like kind of soft focus close up, like Dominic Toretto sent us. And those guys are like, zoom in. <laughs> Who's Dominic Toretto? <laughs> the only person that knows is Sean. Is Sean. <laughs> It was. <laughs> it, it's it's really great i i i thoroughly enjoyed uh sean being involved despite the fact that he is involved very tangentially like he does not get involved in the actual like craziness other than being like mission control for um, oh no he gets involved in the craziness he's flying the plane that is right, getting no, them to- he, no, I said, other than being mission control because they're fly they fly this like this weird stealth bomber or something no they have a big that, car- they have a big cargo plane this- and they fly above fifty thousand feet so they could drop the car that blasts into outer space um based off their rockets that may or may not work I mean, it's it's one of those things where Miles. Again, you, we're not talking about the plot because it doesn't matter. Miles, like you, you we, have, we are globe trotting, trying to track down John Cena. That's the plot. You have heard me in the last two episodes, mm-hmm. not be thrilled with moves that they made in Hobbs and Shaw, and not be thrilled with moves that they made in Fast Eight, Fate of the Furious, Two Fate for Y'all. I really had a good time with this movie <laughs> yes i i really liked this one and i know i know it's dumb and there's a couple of moments that i that i was kind of pulled out of that moment right but like even, i think because it goes like, with such cartoon logic from the very beginning from the first time you see dom's car tarzan swing across um a canyon you just you just know okay we're we're in for some we're in for some craziness you know what would have made that moment better miles what if the engine had revved in a tarzan yell like a I, yeah no i, I would i would have been down with that and, and that's so the thing dumb. this movie this movie does dumb stuff but it does it, i will say one thing it does that a lot of the other ones when they've done dumb things uh hasn't done is you know you have this this one scene that might be semi-grounded, like it's an extraordinary situation, but everything happens. And then one one goofy thing happens. Whereas in this one, everything is goofy. Entire set pieces, entire scenes are built on a moronic concept. And because it doubles down on that, you can just lean back, eat your popcorn, and have a great time. Because look, if you try to talk about the physics of the magnet scenes you you, you but, will hurt yourself but there's a difference though the magnet scenes make more logical sense to my no. movie brain than because the, it's a cartoon than the auto drive car scene in fast eight but okay so the auto drive car scene in fast eight is trying to be cool and tech savvy and well and that's and oh, but that's Whereas, the other thing they're they, they in in the movies where it doesn't work as well they try to play it too cool and too exactly. serious when this it is movie, a goofy cartoon this and, movie understands this is a cartoon and we are going to treat it as such and i credit that to justin lynn returning to the director's chair for this movie I mean, I certainly I think Justin Lin has gotten better uh, since uh, Tokyo Drift. Um, no, he was. I mean, he started with Tokyo Drift and then he did four five and six. No, no, no I, I know that I'm, I'm talking about just like from where he started. Yeah. And I think he did. Did he just do Star Trek in between these two or did he do something I else? Think he did something else, too. Um, let me look. I'm just uh, double checking. Um, yeah, because he did. He no, did, the only the only he, he did only something made called movie, Hollywood Adventures. But he just produced and wrote that. Okay, but he directed Star Trek Beyond, and now he's back. 
Um, so yeah, that was the one thing he did. I know he did. Uh, Apparently, he directed between... some episodes of True Detective, which is cool. Yes, and, and, SWAT and, Magnum, and Magnum PI. PI. He and produces War- that new show, Warrior. Yeah, which uh, uh, which we've talked about. I've watched the first season of Warrior and a little bit into the second season. Oh, of cool! Warrior. Is it good? Uh, it's pretty good. It's it was a Showtime show, no Cinemax show. Uh, so you know, expect some Cinemaxness. Uh, but no, the fight. No, chore- it, lo- it looked really good. The fight choreography um, in that is really great, and and the dude who plays the uh, the third member of the the group with uh, uh, with uh, uh, Twinkie and and Sean, uh, he's yeah. in that show uh, as a big part, and because that guy was also in that original movie that uh, is it Jason Lynch- Tobin. Uh, yes, that's him. Uh, that that uh, that Justin Lin directed with all of that cast that then he just oh, better look tomorrow ported yeah. into Tokyo Drift. So again, he's worked with these. He's worked with that guy for years. And you know yeah. what? Good. You know, I, I love seeing I love stories like this because that means that someone's good to work with and people want to continue to working with to work with that. Person. Absolutely. And so, yeah, he doesn't do um, seven or eight. He takes that little bit of break. He does Star Trek. I think working on something else with a different crew probably helped too, because I mean, you, 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 and I'm not even being funny. You know how much I love Star Trek beyond, you know, that's one of my favorite Star Trek films. That's a great, that's a great Star Trek movie. I think that doing that movie helped him learn other tricks because this movie visually is much more interesting than the stuff he's done before, just in the, in the choices he makes as a director. And I think doing something like Star Trek beyond definitely helped because there are some great set pieces. It's not just this giant magnet scene or the weird zip lining scene across London. Um, I didn't love the zip lining scene across London. I didn't like, love it either because it felt like they, they kept going back to how he was coming across these buildings. And I'm like, stop doing that. Just show him zip lining and that's it. But the, but the big action set pieces, whether it was the them <laughs> driving a driving a dodge into the into the jungle which is just like come on. no i love it i that is such a fast and the furious movie and it, it moved and it's something they've done this entire franchise they when they drove it's, things in the desert it's and, not a new thing yeah uh but you, you um, have that you have the three different sort of mini action set pieces in the middle and then you have the big you also get the fun getaway chase scene with queenie helen Mir returns Helen Mirren. I, who, calls, who calls Dom her favorite American for some reason. I, I don't I didn't Mirren. know they had even met. Yeah, they, they, they met. They met in the last oh, that's movie. Right. That's right. They, 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 the secret meeting in um in eight. Fate of the Furious. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Or no, Furious Seven. No, it's Fate of the Furious. Fate of the Furious? Okay. Yeah. Um That's right. Um I I love this sequence. One, it's just Helen Mirren, Mirren just chewing up scenery. Yeah, and so one thing I know about Vin Diesel is he loves these older British actresses. Like one of the reasons he did Chronicles of Rick the way it was, is he wanted to work with um, Judy Dench. Like he loves these, like just people who are known for being actors. Like he's, he's really into that world. We, uh, and you may not know it from the work he does, but that he well, is. I have seen some of the work that he has done outside of Fast and the Furious. Oh no, no, he he's has, good. He and has he, he has. Yeah. And he has a, a love for film. And so I, I'm I'm sure he just like, oh, no, I'm sure Helen Mirren's going to want to have fun. I saw Red like, you know, just let let me put her in a movie. And she's clearly having a great time. And um, in a sequence that you sets up for a, a, a little bit of a showdown between uh, Jacob and Dom. And I also love that Charlize Theron makes fun of their family tree. It's. It's funny because it's, it's like here you have Dom and we see his dad and then we have the whitest kid, you know, <laughs> in, in John Cena. I knew the I knew the Toretto's were. Oh, I forget what she said. Had a. Yes, uh, I can't remember mixed lineage. Is that what she says? Yes, I think she said mixed lineage, which is a or diverse lineage. I think she had diverse lineage. Yes, yeah, it's something like that. It's 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 really funny. And. And that's the one thing. I mean, this this movie does deliver a lot of the laughs. It's consistently uh, quippy. And. I think I think you're right. I mean, for me, the the 
over the top stuff has always worked, but I felt that Fast Eight, like you said, it, it buys into its own uh, nonsense. It's super self serious. Whereas this one is, it almost feels meta because you have this whole uh, subplot of Roman believing that they're invincible. And almost like he's making a commentary about the writing of the Fast franchise. And I found that one really funny and just kind of endearing because it's sloppy meta, but it's done in such a way that like it just works so well. And I'm sure there are some there are some critics that hate that, that that hate that there that that was a whole subplot was Roman thinking that he might be uh, thinking that he might be invulnerable because like, look at this jacket. Those are bullet holes. <laughs> and you well, see I the- mean, he consistently is proving himself right. And you're, you're constantly waiting for maybe this is the one where Roman dies because they they keep trying to, to trip you out. You like when the the uh, horror fall seems to fall on him and then he walks around like just a beat too slow. So like you think, oh, did he die? And even when you see the car go through the satellite in space, you're like, oh, is this it? Is this it? We were just told the odds by Tej. <laughs> so uh, as, as we, we sort of round out talking about this film, uh, and I know we haven't talked a lot about the plot, but, you know, who cares? Uh, I mean, the, I'll, I'll say this. The plot is so thin in that aspect that as soon as um, the the not Nazi financier of Jacob's uh, operation auto who so this so this is what i was going to say this the one thing that i that i don't like about this film the one thing that i don't think is earned so you have had jacob be part of the bad guys to get Mm -hmm. to get this project Ares that can hack everything and then control all of the nuclear weapons in the world despite the fact that most nuclear weapon systems are not on any kind of network and in fact most of them still operate off of 1980s floppy disks because of both capability and security. Um, but anyway, other than that, um, that, that he's, he's, he's bought in. He's part of it. He is a part of, of leading this organization. We also learn that he worked for Mr. Nobody for years before turning on him, which this is another one of those little things where it's like Jacob, uh, says to Dom, you think Mr. Nobody just found you? How do you think he knew where to look for you? It's like, okay, so Jacob existing is the reason that Mr. Nobody gets involved with Dom and the crew and starts escalating all of this stuff to crazy superhero mm-hmm. spy levels. But it, it it takes Otto, the the aristocrat son of a they never say what country he's from, but it is some European country that's ruled by a a of you know dictator dictator thank you um it takes auto joining up with cypher behind the scenes and turning on jacob to make jacob switch sides to dom's team and that i don't like because while it makes sense there's a lot of quick forgiveness that is very in keeping with fast and the furious, especially because Dom at the very end is like, you know, it took a guy gave me a, a 10 second car as a second chance. And I feel like I owe that to you. And like, I like that scene. I actually like that scene. And yeah, I like it's, the it's, callback it's, to the first it's, movie. It is a good scene, but I wish they had given us some, some cracks in, in Jacob's mentality. And we, I guess we see a little bit of that when they have him captured and he's watching them all be yeah. a team together and he gets disgusted and closes the thing. I don't know, mate. I just, I feel like they could have done a little. No, I, I think the writing for, for Jacob as a villain is awful. And then he, he literally like, as soon as Otto like kind of shifts gears on him. All right. I'm, I'm on their team now. And Oh, I was forgiven. Now, like it's he, in, in their, in their defense. He doesn't show up at the barbecue at the end. Well, he's still on the run. Well, again, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he's not he's not fully forgiven. He hasn't he hasn't. No, but I, 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 I would not be surprised if he shows up in the next one. Like, just. Part of the team, like every other villain has in this franchise. I mean, I'm sure he will. Um, 
I'm I'm almost positive, and I haven't even looked at the movie poster yet, that John Cena will be back for Fast 10. Um, Anything else you want to talk about the main plot of the movie before we uh, get to uh, the credits? I'm trying to think. Um, Oh, I know. I I mean, like, I I do secretly love the fact that uh, Brian is off camera babysitting all of the kids during the entire movie. I think that I I love that. And I love that we see his car pull in uh, at the barbecue Uh, at the barbecue. There's still an empty seat left. And then you see the the, you see the skyline pull up and then pull into the driveway of the of the partially rebuilt Toretto house, which is also nice. And it's like, I'll be honest. That got me a little bit. I like seeing it, it that. Did. But however, you get one. I don't want them to keep pulling this nonsense of like, oh, Brian's in the background somewhere. You know, I I was happy with this. I I don't need them to, to continue to do that. If that makes any sense. Well, I feel like, I mean, we're at, we're at movie nine. We know that there's a movie 10 and that movie 10 is going to have a 10 to and maybe a 10 three, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, but it, they, they at first it was just going to be 10. And then it was like, oh, no, 10 is actually going to be a trilogy of movies to finish off the saga. And I'm like. There's not that many unanswered questions, like finish off the Hobbs and Shaw thing, and I'm pretty much good. Like, I feel like I feel like we are ending. We're getting close to the end of these. They can't continue to push this. Right. And I mean, well, Vin Diesel has said he's intended for the the 10 story to be the the finale of what he said called this saga. Um, I mean, again, I said, like, well, first that, of all, this is not destiny. <laughs> I thought that the the saga was really over after seven. I thought seven was a good bow on everything. And especially with eight, not really liking that too much. But here I am with nine. I had a really good time. So, you know. Yeah, um, I, I'm kind of surprised you didn't spend as a little more time talking about the one thing that you have harped on since we started this about cars in space. <laughs> I, because especially it was, the car they use is like old jalopy. <laughs> it's an old, it's a Pontiac Fiero that they <laughs> that they have multiples of. the The car is not pressurized. They're wearing these janky suits. Oh, no, they say they, they sprayed something on the car to make it heat resistant and keep no, the pressure or something. That's yeah, that's that's the, the you see the you see that stuff under the silver paneling underneath the car. But, you know, Miles. I would I was not going to be into it. And then it was the Tokyo Drift guys that made it happen. Yeah, and because it was the Tokyo Drift guys that made it happen. I'm like, you know what? I'll give you this one. I'll give it to <laughs> also, you. <laughs> Also, because it's Roman and Tej and not yes. like Dom and Letty, it's Roman and Tej, like just chewing scenery again. Like those guys like are hilarious. They have a great repartee. And like that was like and two guys have- in the ghetto in space. <laughs> no one's ever going to believe us. At that point, I yeah, really so good. At that point, I expected Tej to pull out a phone and take a picture of them doing that, but he didn't do it. Right. But uh, uh, because why would a phone a lot of cell phone work in zero g or uh, not in zero g and and you know space temperatures but they also have kind of a fun moment where they you know they sort of put this are they immortal to the test are they invulnerable to the test and uh and and it, it worked it was a sweet moment that i really really liked um and they <laughs> they get to go to the international space station that's who rescues them imagine is that a fiero and i'm like (laughs) yeah like what and apparently all roman eight was tootsie rolls (laughs) so it's so wild it's so funny i i just it it's one it's like is this a perfect movie no it is far from no not at all it is not the sharpest script in that they've had that they have in in this uh in, this, in this is this is the definition of a dumb popcorn blockbuster that gives you exactly what you want. Yes. And I I really, really enjoyed it. I also I'm so glad Mia was driving a Supra uh, because there is ever, ever, ever since Brian left, there has been a shockingly small amount of Japanese cars in these movies. Yes. <laughs> Tej and Roman did show up in uh, in a, a fancy Acura in london or and are they in edinburgh in germany in germany um so that was nice but yeah 
I liked seeing that Supra. It was it was a nice Supra. And of course, I, I, I did, too. And of course, Brian's, Brian's skyline at the end was was nice. And then, yeah, we get to t- let's talk about the uh, the, the mid credit sequence, the mid credit sequence, which you see somebody uh, 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 punching, punching a, a big, a big, uh, you know, sandbag, punching bag, punching bag. <laughs> I, of course, pulls back the hood. It's Shaw. Shaw's in the movie. I expected him to show up because they were in London again. But no, I guess he was busy. Um, and he takes a little break. And it's at this moment that you're like, wait, something's up about this. And he unzips the the punching bag and Otto pokes his head out <laughs> all bloodied and, and beaten up. And uh, it's like so good. All right. I'll tell you where I got. I have all this stuff. He's like, you mean this stuff? You already have it. How do you think I stay in such good shape? <laughs> Be- beating the crap out of people. Uh, and of course, then there's a knock at the door. Oh, that's interesting. So he zips up Otto in the bag. He turns around, opens the door. It's Han on the other side. Bum, bum, bum. And then it cut, cuts to black. And I'm cuts like, oh, black. man. I it makes me so curious as to what's going to happen in, in Fast 9, Fast 10. Um, yeah, because we are we are coming upon the end of our fast journey. It's only one more week left. Only one more week. You know, I, I will say uh, it had been getting tougher to do some of these to find the, ro- the room because these movies have been getting longer and longer. Um, and like when they were just like a tight 90 minutes, it was no problem. Yeah, it was. I live I live my life a tight 90 at a time. <laughs> right. And and now it's like, oh, no, we're we're, we're working with superhero times. These are two yeah. and a half hour movies. Yeah. I got to I got to watch these in sessions. <laughs> Um, Because there there is a director's cut of Fast 9 that just, I think, adds more Toronto stuff and more scenes with Roman and Tej from what I've read. Um, I don't know if that's the version I watched or not. Um, It's seven minutes longer. Uh, From what I've read, it it's probably fun. But if I didn't see it, but like you also you don't feel like a lot was cut out. This movie, this movie's long. Um. Uh so let, let's talk about box office because we do that uh, seemingly yep. now every episode. So this once again had a budget of somewhere around 200 to $225 million. Had a bit of a dip, uh, $726.2 million, which is a big drop from fate of the furious is $1.236 billion. But you have to keep in mind, this is in 2021 going into movie theaters being one of the first out i believe this predated maverick coming to theaters if i remember correctly oh yeah maverick was last year yeah uh because maverick was another one that was done in 2019 and held off until 2022 yeah so um so there's there was definitely an air of people not really wanting to go to movies and yeah. And I mean, you still people, it's still a struggle to get some people in the theaters like you have some zeitgeisty things, but a lot of stuff, a lot of blockbusters this year have, have flopped. I would say that 726 in 2021 is not bad. No, totally respectable. Totally respectable. Uh, um, and and yeah, I, I think they should be happy with that. The fact that they even got that in, in 2021, because I'm trying to remember, honestly. I'm trying to remember my first movie back in in theaters. I want to say mine was Spider-Man No Way Home. I know I saw that in theaters. I'd have to I'd have to look. Um, yeah, I don't remember. Because. You know, it was, it was a while before I. I went back. Um, and I, I definitely remember Spider-Man No Way Home still being kind of like cautious i think i wore a mask at least to my seat if i'm yeah, not mistaken there was a lot of masks in that at that point the vaccine was out so right so i remember some... that because it was like you could you had to wear a mask at least one the first time i went it was like you had to wear a mask unless you were eating your food which of course they never enforced because everyone's eating their food yeah. the entire time i, I, be- I believe that was post vaccine but pre what was the was a Delta variant that was super virulent? Yes. Yeah. So it was yes. pre that. And I feel like it was in that nice little window where people are starting to feel comfortable about it. And, you know, anyway, that was two years ago, gang. It's 2023. I cannot believe it. Like it was like 
it feels like it, time has no meaning anymore. Time has no meaning. But you know what does so, have meaning, Miles? <laughs> what? Family. The so, family that we gather together to watch 2023's Fast 10. I'm sorry. Did you want to wrap up talking about Fast 9? Well, no, I, I was just say before, but before um, or actually at the at the end of next week's episode, I do want you to rank the Fast films for oh, you. I, I refuse. I've been ranking mine. I, I've, I've been keeping a letterbox and, and ranking them as I've gone. Um, and I might take another little look, see at them. But I, I want you to give me your your little, I guess, top 11. Like, get, give me give me your list. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm very curious to see how different our lists are. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting, interesting experiment. Um, I'm not prepared for it. That's OK. You've got a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Fast 10 uh, came out this year, just back in May. So we're recording this in, in late August. So we're only a few months from it. I believe this might be the longest of them at 141 minutes. Um, and it was uh, 340 million box office. This is, I believe there's a lot. Excuse me. 340 million budget. I believe this is the highest budget of any of these. But when you it's look also at one of the highest biggest the biggest budgets of all time but and when but when you look at the freaking cast they got together for this um all basically everybody that's been in these movies before and a couple of new folks including uh jason momoa (laughs) we'll wait we'll wait well i mean jason momoa we we know jason momoa because that was in the trailer it's in the trailer like i'm not i'm not saying anything else um uh, but apparently only a 718 million box office. So a bit of a draw. Yeah, that it, it, it did not meet expectations. Um, I will say, though, uh, Fast 9 is two minutes longer. Wait a Fast second. Fast 9 is 143. Oh, wild. I thought it was 123. No, never mind. I take back what I said there. I'm <laughs> glad to have my extra two minutes when I watch this back. <laughs> I'm sure. So, yeah, we will will be back next week with the final film of Furious Summer. I I cannot believe we are we are approaching the finish line. And wouldn't you know it? We do not know what we're going to do next because the month of September uh, is going to be a little little wacky is a little wild. We have some vacations coming up. We have some cons coming up and there's some. You might not hear much of us in September, uh, but we'll be around so you can for sure check that out. Uh, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can find us at themoreyounerd.com where you can find this and every other episode in our 12 year franchise history. Yeah. How about that, Vin? We've got 12 years. Well, you got more years than us, but we still <laughs> and we don't have like, any movies, so. I don't know. I thought I had a thing there. Didn't work. Um, if you would like to reach out to us oh, on 2024, the more you nerd movie. Yeah. Starring Vin Diesel <laughs> and and Han, not the actor who plays Han, but the character Han, just is the just character Han. with us. Anyway, uh, you can t- tweet to us at the more you nerd. You can go to Facebook.com slash the more you nerd and you can follow us on Blue Sky Social at the more you nerd. And maybe we'll actually post something there one day for you to be able to read and participate with. Um, gang, this is... We're almost there. We're almost there. Uh, <laughs> so now we are going to end this show as we always do with a rousing... Nerd! nerd out. out! To nerf y'all! <laughs>